Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WPHD, WPHD, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. Yes. This is the next generation of talk. Now, on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, Rich Zioli. Reaction to the Newsom-DeSantis debate, American Psycho versus the Florida governor. What did you think last night? Uh, Hunter Biden will be testifying soon, and so will Dr. Anthony Fauci. And Gutierrez. we've officially decided that the U.N. Secretary General sounds like Gru from Despicable Me, and we have dubbed him Gutierrez. Well, a dear friend did. But nevertheless, I like stealing people's content all the time. Let me play a uh, clip for you uh, before I go to Frank in Haddonfield. 855-839-1210. This is a great dig by Ron DeSantis last night against the Florida governor, against the California governor, Gavin the Hare Newsom. Cut number six. So I was talking to a fella who had made the move from California uh, to Florida, and he was telling me that Florida is much better governed, uh, safer, better budget, uh, lower taxes, all this stuff. And he's really happy with the quality of life. And then he paused and he said, oh, by the way, I'm Gavin Newsom's father-in-law. So we do count Gavin's in-laws as some of the people that have fled California um, and come to the state of Florida. That was a good dig right there. 855-839-1210. Frank is in... Haddonfield, New Jersey. Hello, Frank. Hey, how you doing, Rich? Uh, good talking to you. First time, and, long uh, yeah, time. Did, yeah, yeah, yeah. First time caller, uh, you know, in the last uh, month or so. So, um, yeah, but I, uh, I watched the, the, most of the debate last night. And, um, you know, to, to me, it just seems like, uh, in general, just a, a lack of... Um, I just like a lack of focus on both sides. Both sides were speaking over one another. It was really just kind of hard to follow. And I'm not sure if that was either a tactic or just an experienced debate back and forth. But I was really left with, you know, the the line you just used, I think was really the only good line that came out of the entire debate last night. And it just kind of reminds me, although I was not alive at the time, the the, famous debate between uh, Kennedy and Nixon, where, it just seemed like Kennedy was much more uh, comfortable and confident, and Nixon kind of seemed you know, sweaty and agitated. 
it goes back to I'd like to find a reason to vote for DeSantis, and I, I I do like a lot of his policies, and he has a proven track record. But I think this has a hard time articulating why to vote for him. And certainly last night, if anything, I just kind of walked away from there with uh, just thinking he was you know neutral and, and he didn't sway me in direction at all. Interesting. And this was kind of his moment, right? I mean, he had the stage all to himself. This was, if there was ever going to be a time to win you over, I imagine last night was that time, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, I mean, he has not impressed me so far in the, on the larger debate stage. And uh, even last night, I was kind of, I was rooting for him and hoping this would be his, his chance to break away. But, yeah, I, I've not, I've been busy all day at work today. I'd be interested to see what people thought of it and was there a real breakout moment or to just kind of, you know, people view it? I would say just mid. All right, my friend. Thank you very much. Frank and Haddonfield, appreciate it. Uh, 855-839-1210. Do you agree? And was there a breakout moment for him? To Frank's earlier point, which I think he was also spot on as they talked over each other a lot. Here's a clip of that. Newsom to DeSantis, uh, cut number 12. Cut 12. This is just a reminder. Uh, you know, it, it, I think it's a question some people are probably asking. I know Nikki Haley's campaign is asking, when are you going to drop out and at least give Nikki Haley a shot to take down Donald Trump in this nomination? She laid you out. Please. You're a walking hypocrite. You you what about, you're a walking you hypocrite what about on the issue of China. This is I'm the guy <laughs> that was looking for direct foreign trade from China, was doing trade shows. That is open up an awesome, That's already been debunked. That's absolutely you talk about true. the liberal fact-checkers. Even the liberal fact-checkers Ch- did Donald Trump did that, himself so. today called Please. you Red Ron for Please. a reason, because of your complete hypocrisy. All right, we're almost out of time. Talk- yeah, it's exactly what Frank was talking about there. Uh, Heavy is in Huntington Valley. Hello, Heavy. Yeah, what's up, dude? What's up, buddy? First of all, I mean, we all know this. This was this was DeSantis's pretty much hail mary chance at you know having any any improvement in the polls, and I I don't think he got it done. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I, I'm still confused as to what exactly this this was at the end of the day. Because if Ron DeSantis isn't out there explaining what he's going to do as he governs and how he's going to make this country better, and he'd rather just sit there and, and debate, you know, oh, I'm doing a better job in this state than Gavin Newsom, somebody who's not even on the ticket at the moment. I mean, it's, it's it just turned, you know, it's just like a pissing contest. And I don't think anybody got anything out of that thinking, you know, uh, Ron DeSantis is going to be some great president. And obviously all the pressure was on him because this, that was, that was pretty much his, his big chance his you know, his last big shot at gaining him any momentum. And Gavin Newsom, you know, I certainly don't agree with any of his policies. And I, you know, I do like Ron DeSantis, but I, I don't think you can deny that, Newsom sat there. He was confident the the entire time. He had zero pressure on him. And, you know, he did exactly what his party needed him to do. And that was to sit there, dodge a bunch of questions, and just back up the current administration. And I, I just don't see how Ron DeSantis... So he didn't have his breakout moment. Of the moment. Yeah, did not have his breakout moment. So you agree with the last caller on that and point? I, 
and I do want to say I love that that you brought up Nikki Haley. You know, you see you see what's going on right now with party leadership and concerns to Nikki Haley. It really seems like they are pushing her as hard as they can in trying to push Donald Trump out. And I just want to say, if that happens, I will literally never forgive the party ever again. Because Nikki Haley is an absolutely horrible candidate. She is, I just, I, if she were to, she were to somehow push out Trump, I would just lose my mind because I cannot stand her. I can't stand her policies, her entire philosophy on Ukraine. And now this is this war in Israel. It's just it's absolutely insane. Absolutely insane is right. Heavy, thanks for the call, buddy. I appreciate it. 855-839-1210 is the number. Bonnie is in Pennsburg, PA. Bonnie, how are you? Hi, Rich. How are you doing? Good, Bonnie. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Yeah. I watched the debate last night, and uh, Newsom, to me, came across as smug, arrogant, sarcastic, disrespectful, and he really thinks he's privileged. You can see it. He never answered questions. He just filibustered. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and no, then, look, I mean, that's right. It, that was probably the most frustrating part of it, is that yeah. it, it was just a giant filibuster. Right. And DeSantis, he, he just doesn't have a personality. I mean, he's a great governor, and he'd probably be a good president, but he just doesn't come across. He's, You know what I'm saying? Well, look, I think the question is, it was his breakout moment last night. Did he have the breakout moment? And it sounds to me like you're saying he did not. No, we did. Okay. No, I'm That's all right. Bonnie, thank you for the call. I appreciate it. 855 I mean, there's no question in my mind that, that DeSantis wiped the floor with them, but it's just a matter of was it his breakout moment or not. And I don't think it was his breakout moment. So, I, you know, that's just that's just the reality of the situation. I'm, I, you can't get away from that. I mean, it was just he's not going to be the nominee. And. He did his best. I'm not doubting that he did his best. I, I just, that's the situation that we're in right now. Um, Steve is in Reading. Steve, how are you? Hi, Rich. Good. Good Friday afternoon. Um, long-time listener, first-time caller. So, um, you know, I, I don't think, you know, DeSantis set the world on fire by any stretch of the imagination. But, um, you know, obviously his track record stands for itself. And all you've got to do is take a look at the two states. And, um, you know, uh, Newsom, you know, basically didn't have any factual figures to defend himself. He didn't have any defense for how he has destroyed California over the last several years. Um, he basically was like a uh, like a uh, frat boy that just basically, you know, had a bunch of snide comments. So I think he did himself a disservice. That's my opinion. And that's how I view him. So um, that's my two cents. That's your two cents. All right. Well, listen, it's good sense, Steve. Thank you. And take it to the bank. All right. Take care. Appreciate it, bud. 855-839-1210 if you want to weigh in on this. Uh, your thoughts on the Newsom-DeSantis debate. Whew. I'll tell you, the scenario in my mind, how this works, is that what happens is the Democrat establishment figures out a way to get around the Kamala Harris problem. It's not the Joe Biden problem. It's the Kamala Harris pro- problem. And if they can figure that out, 
then Gavin Newsom has a shot. Otherwise, he has no shot. Let me play a clip for you. This is um, Ron DeSantis. I thought this was a very good moment for last night for him when he talked about the freedoms that Californians have during the Fox News debate. Cut number seven. one point tried to say that california was the freedom state i just kind of laugh like you're locking people down you're doing all this uh, but then i thought about it you know california does have freedoms uh that some people don't uh that other states don't you have the freedom to defecate in public in california you have the freedom to pitch a tent on sunset boulevard you have the freedom to create a homeless encampment under a freeway and even light it on fire you have the, the freedom to uh, have an open-air drug market and use drugs you have the freedom if you're an illegal alien to get all these taxpayer benefits so so those are freedoms they're not the freedoms our founding fathers envisioned, but they have contributed to the destruction of the quality of life in California, and the results speak for themselves. People are leaving the state because they have failed in addressing the homeless population. Wow, that was a good line. I mean, that's, that, that was a very good line by the Florida governor, I thought. Again, I thought he, I thought he won. I think he did a great job against Newsom, but I, I, I agree with I think it was Frank from Haddonfield who said it was he has it's not his breakout moments. It's not going to change the trajectory of the race. And again, that is no disrespect intended for uh, the Florida governor. Uh, let's go to Tom and Langhorn. Tom, how are you? Hi, Rich. How you doing? I'm so glad. I, I usually don't call. I had a stroke, but I'm, I'm ready to go. Okay, Listen, buddy. the last few fellows you had on there, they're looking for this breakout moment. The breakout moment is if you're watching TV, if you have a brain cell, and you see them put up the graphics for crime and COVID and homicides and all that, there's the graphics. A five-year-old could look at that and say, gee, Mommy, I, I think Mr. DeSantis won. I mean, what are you guys looking for? Some Reagan moment? The guy is right there lying. He will not look at, at Sean Hannity and answer. Every time he answers, he tries to answer it with a jab at DeSantis. You're supposed to look at the moderator and tell him your answer. He could not get an answer out of uh, Gavin Newsom all night long. I think the Senate is a very honorable man. Is he all like, uh, you know, make your skin go crazy? No, but he's a he's a man's man. I think two of the last calls you had, not the last ones. I don't know what they're waiting for, but God bless America. Do you like how your 401k is doing? The world's on fire, and you don't want to make a change? Well, I That's think, they, I think they do want to. I think the last two callers do want to make a change. I think... Their point, Tom, was that Ron DeSantis did not have his breakout moment that's going to lead him to get the party's nomination. What do you think of that? No. Well, I think you're right. But anything anything other than a liberal thought mind, anything that doesn't want to use pronouns is for me. I'm, the, you know, I'm a 79-year-old guy, cop 30 years, Philadelphia. I know how things work. You know, when Catholic school, you open the door, you close it, you put the light on, you put it out. That's that's. I say that all the time. And, you know, everybody's responsible for themselves. And the way, and when, when he said about you're allowed to defecate on the, on the, on the that's all you got to say. And when the other great line was, you got Chi coming here, he's, he's power washing all the streets and throwing people in the street. But for the regular people to live there, he can't do that. That alone should be reason why he should never be in the White House. All right. Listen, I appreciate it, Tom. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. 855-839-1210. I agree he should not be in the White House. Believe me, I'm not saying he should be in the White House. No way. I think there's two things here. In the context of the debate, DeSantis won. In the context of breaking out of the Republican primary to become the party's nominee, no, he did not do that. Uh, the G comment. Yes, we have a, th- this is a good clip too. Cut number eight. This is when 
DeSantis went after Newsom over his cozying up to Xi Jinping. Governor DeSantis, this is a map of San Francisco. <laughs> There's a lot of plots on that. You may be asking, what is that plotting? Well, this is an app where they plot the human feces that are found on the streets of San Francisco. And you see how almost the whole thing is covered because that is what has happened in one of the previous greatest cities this country's ever had. Human feces is now a, a fact of life, except when a communist dictator comes to town. Then they cleaned up the streets. They lined the streets with Chinese flags. Mm-hmm. There you go. G, G, G. So... Good. I mean, it's a great line, by the way. It really is. The Santa's had some good zingers last night. And Newsom Slimeball would not, he just simply couldn't, like, he really could not come up with any solid answers. Now, <clears throat> what is interesting, though, about the strategy here is if they do tap him on the shoulder, if they call him out from the dugout and they say, okay, put me in, coach, you're in, Newsom is then going to pretend like he's a moderate. You know, he's going to invoke the... Um, you know, the Ed Rendell, uh, Bill Clinton of the 90s, you know, he's that kind of a, a Democrat, a new, a new Democrat. He's not he's not nuts. You know what I mean? Uh, and in order to do that, then he has to actually embrace some of Trump's talking points, which he did last night going after DeSantis. And I'm only playing this for you. Understand my point here. Sometimes people make assumptions. My point here is, in my opinion, last night was Gavin Newsom's audition to the Democrat power brokers that he could be the guy. All right? And if he is the guy, he doesn't have to worry about a a Democrat primary. He has to worry about winning the general election because they will control the primary to make him the guy. Cut number 10. Let's talk about your record on COVID. You passed an emergency declaration before the state of California did. You closed down your beaches, your bars, your restaurants. False. It's a fact. You had quarantines. False. You had quarantines. You had checkpoints all over the state of, Cal- uh, of Florida. By the way, I didn't say that. Donald Trump laid you out on this. Dead to right. You that's did that. True. You followed science. You followed Fauci. That's, Ron not, that's not false. He followed science. He true. followed Fauci. You were promoting. Why did everyone leave Hold on. You were promoting vaccines. We were open. You were promoting we vaccines. You even wore a mask in September, Sean. You were closed. If it's okay with you. We'll do this. Why were you closed? Why don't we do this so in a long? way where we both can have Why were you closed for so long? You wore we a mask with guys, Donald guys, Trump guys, outside I'm to let it in September Ga- 2020. Gavin he did all of that until he decided to fall prey to the fringe of his party. And as a consequence of that, Ron, tens of thousands of people lost their lives. Not true. The equivalent, if I had your policies, the equivalent of 10 9-11s. Tens of thousands of people lost their lives. And for what, Ron? Those are more lies. In fact, the Lancet just did a study. <laughs> Florida had a lower standardized COVID death rate than California did. That's a Lancet me, study. Me, yeah, one more thing. One more thing. The other thing we had, the, the other thing California had, your California had higher excess mortality than All right, than gentlemen, Florida. gentlemen. Let me talk about that, the excess mortality uh, hang, hang, real quick. Honestly, because hold the on a second. Okay, 855-839-1210 is the number if you want to weigh in today. All things, of course, on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. So Cherry Hill Volvo on Route 70 in Cherry Hill is where I go, and I highly recommend them to you. They are outstanding, and they do great work. And now is the best time to get to Cherry Hill Volvo. They're at the beginning of an exciting renovation to their dealership, and that means this is a great opportunity for you to purchase the Volvo of your dreams. They need to make room for all the construction equipment. 
So this month, on top of their already aggressive financing, you can take advantage of incredibly generous offers in addition to that. An additional $1,000 off all new Vavos plus owner loyalty. And $2,000 off when you're financing or leasing through Vavo Cars. Plus a $7,500 lease rebate on all plug-in Vavos. The dedicated professionals at Cherry Hill Vavo pride themselves on always delivering the luxury experience that you deserve. And they'll certainly continue to do that throughout the remodeling of their dealership. It's why I chose and continue to choose Cherry Hill Volvo. I love my Volvo and you will too. Cherry Hill Volvo is the most accessible Volvo dealer to Philly and South Jersey right across the bridge. Judith, Yosef, and the entire team look forward to meeting you. This is a great time to go get the Volvo of your dreams, whether it's a new or certified pre-owned Volvo or the Care by Volvo lease program that I'm in, which gets you a new Volvo, brand new, every five months and includes everything even car insurance in one monthly payment. It's a no-brainer. Cherry Hill Volvo, though, is where you go because they are the dealership that stands with us as we broadcast live from the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. The Zioli Show on your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. 855-839-1210 is the number. Let's see. Uh, Joe is in Columbus, New Jersey. Joe, your thoughts on the Newsom-DeSantis debate last night? Hey, Rich. Um... Well, I noticed, and it's got to be an intentional planned pattern. Uh, first of all, it was a free-for-all, and I, I, I get frustrated, so i got to turn it down. Um, but it's becoming a pattern commonplace that the left, you don't have to perjure yourself anymore. All you have to do is either say, I don't recall, or not answer the question. And I just wonder if people out there are seeing that lack of committal out there. And for me... Uh, I don't know if you recall, but you remember that, that, that little summit meeting that Trump had with Pelosi and Schumer 
uh, Schumer was sitting there like he was getting needles stuck in his uh, stuck to him from his in his rear end with his body language. Uh, Nancy Pelosi, when she was put on the spot, she says, well, we got to talk about this behind closed doors. It seems like they don't have any accountability to the public for answering questions. No, they don't. You're exactly right. They do not. And that's what happened last night. That's what happened last night. I just, you know, answer the darn question. You know, I want to hear it. And I'm I'm wondering if the other side gets frustrated from that lack of committal. Uh, No, because I think that if you're a partisan, you probably think your guy won. So Democrats think Newsom won and Republicans probably think DeSantis won. I mean, but, but that's why it's not even for me, it's not an interesting question who won the debate, because I think whatever team you root for, you think won. I think the more interesting question is, did Gavin, did, did DeSantis have his breakout moment last night? No, he didn't. He didn't. Uh, you know, even his tone of voice that a lot of the shallow people look forward to or look for is weak. He has that squeaky little voice. Um, talk with conviction. Uh, you know, talk with a deeper voice. Uh, it's just and and Hannity. I thought Hannity could have called out a lot of times. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Mr. Newsom, please start answering the questions. Please start answering these questions. Um, they just let them go off and go off. And um, you know, of course, Newsom looks more polished in a way and a little cocky, confident. Um, and that's a shame. You know, because the guy has nothing, nothing in the terms of a resume going for him. Well, listen, he's a slime ball, no doubt about it. Hey, Joe, thanks for the call, buddy. I appreciate it. 855-839-1210 is the number if you want to weigh in today on all the things we are discussing. So, you know, there's a lot going on. And I, I'm, I'm telling you, too, right now, the interesting thing about what's happening in China, I don't know if you're following this or not, but uh, a couple of senators are now calling for a China travel ban to prevent this mystery illness that's starting to spread. The senators wrote to President Biden demanding he immediately restrict travel between the United States and China. But of course, China Joe is not going to do that because China Joe, uh, he's owned by China. He's a wholly owned subsidiary of the Chinese Communist Party. So he's not going to do that. You know that and I know that. But it's nice that they're asking because this virus, this, this pneumonia seems to be spreading and possibly could be the next pandemic. Uh, but nothing's going to change in terms of that. You, come on. Come on, please. Now, next week, uh, Fauci, Asanto Fauci, Anthony Fauci, the nation's leading infectious disease doctor, you always have to say that by law, will be in front of Congress. Now, I don't know exactly what kind of questions they are going to ask him, but I think Rand Paul had an excellent point when he was speaking with Maria Bartiromo on this. And this is a great question regarding the CIA. You know, uh, we had the what 60th anniversary of John F. Kennedy's assassination recently. And I mentioned to you on the air that day, I think there's something like, and ballpark it, you know, 5,000 documents that are still classified, maybe more. And you just got to wonder why, you know, and this report that came out that in the earliest days of COVID-19, earliest days of the pandemic, the CIA worked to make everybody believe it was, it didn't come from the lab. It came from an undercooked bat burger with a side of pangolin fries and a raccoon dog aioli undercooked. Clearly, because if you don't cook that bat to medium well, you get a pandemic. Uh, why was the CIA involved in that? Why was the CIA involved? So then I get into my really, really conspiratorial mind here for a second. And I say, is that because the people within the deep state who wanted Donald Trump gone because he wouldn't give them any new wars knew that if they could prove that this was intentionally done by China, 
it would help Trump. And so they worked to make everybody believe it came from a wet market. I don't know. I can't I can't I can't imagine another scenario, but I could easily see the same bureaucrats of the CIA who were involved in making everybody believe that the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation, making everybody believe that the virus came from a wet market so that it could sound like a natural pandemic and China wouldn't be blamed for a bioweapon, which could have actually helped Trump. If you think about it, China was targeting America to try to stop him could have actually helped. I don't know. Cut number four. And we kind of expect a cover-up in a totalitarian country, but we wouldn't expect it in our country. But immediately, Anthony Fauci joined the Chinese government in covering it up. Not only for them, but covering up his involvement in this. And this is a real question. When Winstrup's committee brings Anthony Fauci forward for testimony, for a deposition, they need to get to the bottom of, was he the top of the chain? Was he the top of the food chain with the cover-up? Or was there someone else? There are now indications that somehow the CIA thought that this came from the lab, as I do, and they voted six to one, the analysts, that it came from the lab, but then they were reversed. Were they reversed because Anthony Fauci was visiting the CIA and influencing them, or was it the reverse? Was Anthony Fauci visiting the CIA and someone high up in the CIA was influencing Anthony Fauci? Now, the hard part is, is many people don't tell the truth. He's been under deposition before in the Missouri versus Biden case, and I think he said, I don't recall more than Bill Clinton ever has. And so whether or not we'll get the truth from him, hopefully they'll have the data to probe into exact truthful or untruthful answers by uh, looking back and having him look at data that they have to impeach him. But uh, we need to get to the bottom of this because this could happen again. And I think Anthony Fauci has never really fully accepted and taken the guilt, not only for the funding, but just for the terrible judgment. You know, he's the guy who said in 2012 that if a pandemic should occur from an accident in a lab, that it would be worth it, that the knowledge gained would be worth it. Wow. There are many eminent scientists now who disagree with that. Okay. I mean, yeah, it would be worth it. It would be worth it. Uh, 855-839-1210. Then the, the, the question then becomes, if you, get, if you get Fauci in there and you start asking him all these questions, will they also get into the censorship industrial complex and what happened there? So with that, Matt DeSantis, let us go to Matt Taibbi. Matt Taibbi and Michael Schellenberger were in front of the uh, committee discussing the Twitter files. Now, remember something. We found out that former FBI officials working with the Aspen Institute, corporate media, social media, to pre-bunk the Hunter Biden laptop. Now, we'll get into the COVID aspect of this, too. But whether it's COVID or it's Hunter Biden, my point to you is you can see the deep state the unholy triad here of the government, corporate media and social media, big tech, working together to control the narrative and control the information. Cut number one. I think the most alarming thing that we, we saw was the regular stream, uh, organized stream of communication between uh, the FBI, uh, the Department of Homeland Security, and the largest tech companies in the country, uh, they had an organized system for flagging content, uh, not occasionally, but in enormous numbers uh, involving spreadsheets of accounts that ran to the hundreds and thousands. Um, and this was shocking to us and uh, to the congressman's point. This isn't crazy conspiracy theory. We've already had four federal judges uh, rule that they believe this, violate, this activity violates the First Amendment. Uh, this is quite serious. We didn't know whether it was against the law, but we certainly thought it was shocking. 
uh, enough to be in the public interest. And that, for me, was the most serious thing. Yeah, for me, it was seeing the uh, so-called former FBI officials within Twitter uh, and working with and other groups, including this Aspen Institute, participating in an effort to so-called pre-bunk the Hunter Biden laptop before it was ever published in the New York Post, and then to get it censored uh, by Twitter in violation of Twitter's own terms of service, whose internal staff had concluded that the New York Post tweet had not violated their terms of service, and they censored it anyway. Mr. Schellenberg, I want to ask you further that revolving door between the FBI and Twitter, and I also want to ask about those third-party, essentially government proxies. You referenced the Aspen Institute. Can you delve deeper into both of those questions, both of those topics? Sure. It was the former general counsel of the FBI, Jim Baker, and the former uh, deputy director of the FBI had both taken jobs at Twitter. There were so many FBI people uh, at uh, Twitter that they had their own internal group um, and their own little uh, crib sheet to describe the, the difference between the terms that they use at the FBI versus at Twitter. CIA um, had it as well. Yeah, CIA as well had their own little internal group. CIA. Um, and I'm sorry, what was the, the second question? The third-party proxies. Oh, yeah. The well, Aspen then the Aspen Institute, this was the weirdest thing. We discovered that Aspen Institute had created a workshop that it was attended by basically all of the major media, including as well as all the major social media platforms, to basically pre-bunk in advance the Hunter Biden laptop, even though it had not been, there was no evidence that 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 it, that, that it existed outside of the fact that the FBI knew that it, they had it because they got it in December 2019. Now, it's interesting that the CIA is so heavily involved in all these things, right? It's not, I mean, it's just a total coincidence. The CIA just happens to be involved in this. The CIA happens to be involved in co- covering up the origins of COVID-19. <coughs> You see what I mean when I tell you that Donald Trump, who's going to be the nominee, and look, you can accuse me of being a Trumper. I'm not. I'm just simply giving you my political analysis. That's all I'm doing. It's all I've ever done. This is what I did in 2016. To keep everyone sane in 2016, I didn't back anybody. All I did was analyze the race. So you had national hosts yelling at people and there was fighting. And and then I, I had to bring everybody back together. That's the style I adopt. It's just how it has to be. So I call balls and strikes and Trump's going to be the nominee. And that's just the way it is. Barring something cataclysmic that changes things. I can't see the future. I don't have a, 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 the ability. I'm not Nostra freaking Damas here. But he's such a threat to the deep state because clearly the power of these people, I mean, the CIA to orchestrate this kind of stuff behind the scenes with just such impunity without worrying about any consequences whatsoever. It really does make you think the CIA has done a lot of other stuff. But why would the bureaucrats in the CIA want to stop Trump from becoming president and cover for China? And it's the same reason why they got involved with with covering up for Joe Biden to make sure that Trump would not be president when they did that with the Hunter Biden laptop. So uh, here's another clip of Taibbi as he was doing this with Michael Schellenberger today. A lot of great stuff that came out of this uh, this hearing. I mean, really, really good stuff. They talked. Uh, Michael Schellenberger talked about. Um. Social media censorship is actually a form of election interference. Cut number two. Do you believe that this censorship is a form of election interference? I, absolutely it is. There's no question in my mind. Mr. Taibbi? Yes, I think it, it certainly can be. Um, in the latest story that we uh, did on the CTI League, uh, we saw the overt partisanship okay. of the people involved. Is that, in is this, that it? Uh, or- 
Is it still playing? I, I'm having trouble hearing that. Sorry, yeah, that one was a little bit low. It was a little bit low? All right. Is this a low talker? It's like the Seinfeld. Uh, all right, let's try to cut number three then. Michael Schellenberger and Matt Taibbi on the harms that censorship caused during the pandemic. Now, this is important leading up to Fauci's testimony, okay? Fauci's testimony coming. Uh, this is important. Cut number three. In a very short order, I have to go uh, up here before the CDC director, Dr. Cohen. Please talk about the treasure trove of evidence that you have found with regard to the CDC silencing world-renowned epidemiologists such as Dr. Jay Bhattacharya and the impact that that has had on public health and the health of various Americans around the country because of the work of the CDC and FDA silencing these voices. Time of the gentlewoman has expired, but the, that the witnesses can respond and answer Thank the question. You. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Just very briefly, uh, during a crisis, you need free speech so you can respond, you can have these issues, you can debate them. And what we saw was both Harvard epidemiologist uh, Martin Kildoff um, and Stanford epidemiologist Jay Bhattacharya were both censored. Uh, Dr. Bhattacharya was put on a trans blacklist. The things that they were advocating was mainstream epidemiology. Um, and their voices were stifled, and we now have seen the consequences of it, most particularly this horrendous learning loss among children that could have been avoided if we had adopted uh, what Dr. Bhattacharya was recommending. Just quickly, if I could, yeah, the, sure. the, the, the trans blacklist uh, image that we saw with Dr. Bhattacharya, that was one of the very first things that we found uh, in the Twitter files. And it was a, uh, an early example of what, um, what we came to understand as malinformation. Uh, it's the idea of something that's not untrue or it is true, but uh, is believed to produce an undesirable uh, political result. Um, this is extremely dangerous. Dr. Bhattacharya has had a legitimate scientific opinion. He turned out to be correct. Uh, his study was later ra uh, ratified by the WHO. Um, and... But it was considered to be um, against the policies of the current government. And so he became one of the most suppressed people in the country during 2020 and 21, which is exactly what the First Amendment was designed to prevent. 855-839-1210. But who are these people? Who are the censors? The censor class, the censorati, who are these people? Well, it turns out they're never just ordinary people, you understand. These are not just ordinary people. These are very, very powerful people. Obviously, these are very powerful people. Cut number four. About these new anti-disinformation programs that is never discussed but needs to be. Who does this work? Stanford's Election Integrity Project helpfully made a graphic showing the quote-unquote external stakeholders involved in their content review operation. It showed four columns, government, civil society, platforms, and media. There's one group that's conspicuously absent from that list. People, ordinary people. Whether America continues the informal sub-Rosa censorship system uh, we've seen in the, Twitter in the Twitter files or the Facebook files, or whether it formally adopts something like Europe's draconian new Digital Services Act, it's already abundantly clear who won't be involved in this kind of work. There'll be no dock workers doing content flagging. No poor people from inner city neighborhoods, no single moms pulling multiple waitressing jobs, no immigrant store owners or Uber drivers. These programs will always feature a tiny, rarefied sliver of affluent professional class Americans censoring a huge and ever-expanding pool of everyone else. 
Take yep. away the high flute and talk about countering hate and reducing harm. And anti-disinformation is just a bluntly elitist gatekeeping exercise. If you prefer to think in progressive terms, it's class war. If one small demographic over here has broad control over the whole speech landscape, and a great big one over there has no control whatsoever, it follows that one of those groups will end up with more political power than the other. Which one is the, is the winner? To paraphrase Ira Glasser, it probably ain't yours. It isn't just one side or the other that will lose if these programs are allowed to continue. It's pretty much everyone, which is why these programs must be defunded before it's too late. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you, Mr. 855-839-1210 is the number if you want to weigh in. we got a lot more to talk about today, including Juicy Smollett. Yes, Jesse Smollett. Uh, an appeals court upholding his conviction. We'll get to the bottom of that with you. Absolutely. But listen, Christmas is right around the corner. The holidays are here. What are you doing? You got to do this. You got to do what I did. What I just did to my friend Guido Forcellini. Great guy. I did my floors. And so I sent him some Omaha steaks as a gift. Uh, he was thrilled. They had lobster tails in there. They had ready to prepare, easy to prepare comfort meals. Uh, delicious stuff. And Here's why these steaks are so much better than the low-energy steaks you get at the grocery store, okay? I'm going to tell you why. Because they age every one of their steaks for a minimum of 28 days. 28 days is the perfect aging time. Todd Simon, the CEO, fifth-generation family member, they believe in this principle. Low-energy steaks at the grocery store, they're not aged 28 days. Most likely, they're not. And this is the best beef from America's heartland. And here's the best part. You go to omahasteaks.com, put in my name, Zioli. You get an additional $30 off your order. Why? Because I love you. No, because really, that's, it shows them that you support the show. So put in Zioli, Z-E-O-L-I at checkout, and get an additional $30 off your order. So they know I sent you. You know, don't, don't do any of the other deals. Just do that one, right? And then it's 50% off site-wide. Plus, when you use my name, you're also going to get additional $30 off. So some tender, juicy butcher's cut filet mignons, mouth-watering burgers, gourmet jumbo franks, and even easy-to-prepare meals that are ready in a flash. This will not last long. They're ready to ship your order right away, so get to it. Remember, nobody ever returns steak. They return sweaters. Omaha Steaks is a gift from the heart, and this is the season for you to skip the guesswork and give them something they will love. I'll tell you, when you understand the quality here, it's why Omaha Steaks has the absolute best guarantee in the business, bar none. Bar none. And, and in an age of China buying up farmland and these big conglomerates, it's nice to know we still have family-run businesses like Omaha Steaks, where they bring you the absolute best. OmahaSteaks.com, promo code Zioli. Thanks for listening to the Zioli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app. Oh, yeah. We'll, ta- we'll chat with Daniel Turner at 5 o'clock. You know, the uh, COP28 climate change is in town, climate change summits in town. So uh, a lot of fun on that. I-, I think we nailed it before, gentlemen, though, when I said, uh, who does the U.N. chief Gutierrez sound like? And we came up with Gutierrez grew from Despicable Me. And I think we nailed it there. And of course, the best part about that is like a typical Zioli show segment. I completely gloss over anything he's saying because it really doesn't matter. And it's irrelevant. What was that? Oh, is that just a mistake? Yeah. Trying to bring up some more Gru. Give me some Gru. (laughs) Yeah. Give me a little Gru. Tierras. (laughs) 
We spent the first hour of the show really trying to figure out who he sounds like, the U.N. chief. And uh, if you've been with me a long time, you know that I, I, I get a kick out of doing stuff like this. Because the world is crazy, and i got to talk about it every day for four hours a day for a living. It's my job. I, I, I sometimes need a little distraction or diversion. And so if it gives me a little time, a little joy to be able to compare the U.N. chief to Dracula and Count Chocula, and the sesame count and ultimately decide on he's grew from despicable me the minions well then fine so be it but i'm happy you're happy damn it happy host happy life i don't know if that's i don't know if that's actually the saying but it's very close to that <laughs> that doesn't even rhyme <laughs> <laughs> happy, happy host, host happy host does the most happy host happy most of the time <laughs> i guess I'm not. Even if you're happy, I'm still stuck in this room with Henry. Though. That's so true. That's you, true. you are. You, you, you I, poor I, bastard. Wow, that, that was a stray. Okay. <laughs> Ouch. Good unnecessary shot, if you ask me. Yeah. All right, give Cheers. me a little Gru and then a little Gutierrez. Let's hear it. Let's All do right. it. Here's Gru. One who stole the pyramids. Apparently, it's a big deal. People are calling it the crime of the century and stuff like that. But am I upset? No, I am not. A little, but we have had a pretty good year ourselves. Now, Gutierrez, give me Just the... days ago, I was on the melting ice of Antarctica. It is uncanny. Not long before. It's uncanny. I was among the melting... Right? Keep going. <laughs> Keep going with it. Keep going. Melting Keep going. glaciers of Nepal. Great. These two spots are far in distance, but united in crisis. Polar ice and glaciers are vanishing before our eyes, causing a walk the world over. I still have no idea what he says there. No, no. I, I mean, Is that what he said? Rock the world over? Hold on. I want to hear it again. We have to figure this out. It's driving me nuts now. This is like the fourth time we've listened to this portion of it, and I still can't discern what's happening here. Polar ice and glaciers are vanishing before our eyes, causing a walk the world over. From landslides and floods to rising seas. I still have no idea. I have no idea. But I know what Gru says. What does Gru say? Well, he says he says this. And you guys are all right in my book. <laughs> no, no races. You're not going to get any. Gutierrez is happy when he's with his other world-dominating minions at the COP28 climate change summit. You said you're not paying attention to the substance of what Gutierrez says, but yeah. I, I think you should, because what if in his speech, you know, to combat climate change, he wants to steal the moon? <laughs> Did Gru do that? Did he steal yeah, the moon? Yeah, that's, that's that's what he's doing in this scene. He's like, yeah, the pyramids, that was a pretty good, you know, pretty good plan, but we're going to steal the moon. I love, well, well, you, you may not be wrong on that because, I mean, here's uh, Gutierrez calling for ending fossil fuel subsidies and adopting a windfall tax on profits, kind of similar to stealing the moon, I think. Cut number three. The economics are clear. The global shift to renewables is inevitable. The only question is, how much heating our planet will endure before it happens. The Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change is recommending ending our addiction to coal by 2030 in OECD countries and 2040 for the rest of the world. At the same time, according to the International Energy Agency, the oil and gas industry accounts for just 1% of clean energy investment. So allow me to have a message for fossil fuel company leaders. Your old world is rapidly aging. 
Do not double down on an obsolete business model. Lead the transition to renewables using the resources you have available. Make no mistake, the road to climate sustainability is also the only viable pathway to economic sustainability of your companies in the future. And I urge governments to help industry make the right choice by regulating, legislating, putting a fair price on carbon, ending fossil fuel subsidies, and adopting a windfall tax on profits. Oh, yes. You're exactly right. He wants to steal the moon. Give me one more of uh, Gru and the Pyramids, just so we can understand exactly the evil mastermind plot. Well, we stole the Times Square Jumbo See? This is what they do. This is what the evil minions do. Uh, 855-839-1210. Coming up, Daniel Turner. We'll talk about the COP28 Climate Summit and uh, all of the nonsense that is coming out of there. Uh, We will give you the latest on that. So don't go away. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.